Individually, we're all responsible for our own thoughts and actions, all day and every day. We can actively choose to challenge stereotypes, fight bias, broaden perceptions, improve situations and celebrate women's achievements, but most importantly, be braver in what we do. We find bravery in the small and simple day-to-day tasks. It's moments like this where we have to hold back our tears, take a deep breath, ignore what our heads say and pretend like everything is okay in order to move forward. The Be Brave podcast series is brought to you by Door 20A and this is episode five. So Sally, um, just wanted to talk to you. We've we've seen a, a big change in the marketplace of um, the EA's role yeah. over the last few years. Um, for me, I've seen it with technology. I love technology, as you know. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's been that fear factor with technology with, you know, a tech or app coming in to replace what they're doing. But my voice um, and what I'm trying to communicate is, is tech's only going to make us more efficient and take the mundane and boring tasks out. But that that's one side of it. The other side is, is the worth piece of an EA. So, you know, depending on the industry you're in um, and depending on the role you play, um, you know, executive assistant in the past could have seen as a title where in fact now it is a leadership role for me. So I just wanted to talk to you about, you know, the worth piece of, you know, how do we get the most out of an EA and how does the corporate world or an individual smaller business understand what an EA is going to do for them? Because, you know, we are not the, the cup of tea maker. We are not the carry the bag lady anymore. We are actually a true business partner to our CEO and executive. And how do we get that across to individuals? Plus also how does an EA looking for a role understand that's what they've got to do? Yeah, absolutely. I think value and worth is is the fundamental piece in this conversation and and that shift that you've been talking about where we've gone from minimising the value of what these these roles can offer yep. and also the the upping of ratios of one EA to multiple professionals you know that's it's it's a sort of a a melting pot of a lot of issues all combining into one and i think you're right and i would be saying to a lot of EAs and PAs right now is stop and think about what value you bring yes before you say anything to anyone you need to understand the value and worth that you actually offer and that's some internal work Yes. Definitely. It's a bit of mindset, a bit of attitude, a bit of self-love, yep. a bit of self-belief. <laughs> um, would never go astray for all of us. And um, understanding your own values as well. I don't think – while that comes up every now and again, um, I really love working with EAs and PAs to help them understand what their values are mm. and actually test them Yes, so that they're, they're really quite clear. And I've got a great little exercise to do that where you can find out w- – really what values drive you okay and then you know while most organizations have got those beautiful posters on the wall that (laughs) tell us all about how their integrity (laughs) and their safety and their people and their this and they're great posters that no one looks at yeah um except for me because I'm always curious about where they hang in the building (laughs) and just who watches them and looks at them and how long they've been there for and how How much dust is on the top and (laughs) these layers and layers of sticky tape that's come on exactly um Okay, cynical Sally, settle yeah. down. Um, but it's I think what happens for EAs and PAs is that we get so focused on serving out mm. that we sometimes need to stop and think and go, hang on a minute, is this the right use of my time right now? Is this using my best skills, yes. thinking and expertise? And how much, how much tweaking do I really need to do right now? And it's usually not a lot 
that would make me even a better investment for this organisation. And it's quite funny. In order to prove our value and worth outwardly to an organisation, we have to start inwardly. And when we get that all in place, when we actually understand how much we can offer and how, how, um, what our skill set is and what our and I'm talking deeper than a resume. Totally start agree. with your resume, then go deeper. Yeah, you know, um, and then have those conversations about how much value and how much you can offer the organisation. And the flip side to that is also for the professionals or for the senior leaders mm-hmm. and execs. You know, when we when organisations shift from one to many, yeah, so one EA to multiple professionals, the the impact that has is prioritization has to be finely tuned and let's just face it let's be real here it isn't um, it's hard work and they get pulled some days yes. some days are easier than the others um, yes and if their personalities are different then it's easier but if you've got two highly creative ever ready batteries how do you manage that and also EAs tell me that um while they have to serve say two or three different people yep uh even what they're doing and being asked to do could be quite contradictory. Not just yes. not just fighting for the highest priority to be done first, yep. but also a contradiction in what's being delivered. Mm-hmm. And what that does is, and okay, let's step out of the EA's perspective. Let's look at it from the from the the leaders or the execs or the yep. professionals, yep. Um, experts, whoever they are, lawyers, finances, whoever <laughs> yep. they are. That they then miss out as well. You know, no one wins in this game mm. necessarily um, apart from maybe a bottom line but I don't even think that's a, a long-term game winner either because you'll have burnout, you'll have turnover, you'll have stress going up, you'll have unhealthy EAs, PAs, yep. you'll have unhealthy professionals and leaders because they're pushing to get – they're pushing harder than they yep. should. Yep. And I actually have a relative who is in a very senior role mm-hmm. um, and has lost – significant administrative support over the years and one of the things that she had said to me was that I get it from a money perspective why they've done it yep however I am now spending more time doing administrative tasks and I'm getting paid a lot of money (laughs) time waste (laughs) I'm getting paid a lot of money to do to do the work I'm not supposed to be doing. doing. I My thinking time, yep. my strategic visioning, my strategic strategizing, everything that I'm being paid the big bucks to do yep. comes second to me just getting my calendar, my meetings, my travel, my She's working on email. the business, not in the business. Exactly. Oh, sorry, she's working in the business, not on the business. Yeah, yeah. I knew what you mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in and on and out and yeah. over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I think that's the thing that... Uh, when we step back and we make a decision today that's going to positively impact a budget, totally understand that. But be mindful that that's probably a short-term win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, to me that's like delegating, prioritising, um, having feedback conversations, even those things that happen internally. If we avoid them or do them poorly because we haven't invested in how to do it, yeah. They're short-term wins for long-term massive losses. Well, I think also like, you know, I in 2019 it was so interesting for me, EA's changing careers and, we, and we're talking about, you know, your value piece. Um, the fit piece was a big thing for me. Like, mm. you know, there still is this perception and, and, it, and I don't think it's an age thing. I did initially. I need to work for this person and I need to work in this type of business. And they lose, okay, what is this person actually like? Mm. You know, who are they? Are they going to fit with my personality? Do I have the skill set to meet their skill set? 
or, you know, can we complement each other? So for me, part of that worth piece is that fit piece. I think also a very good point you made is, um, you know, about investing in the EA um, and understanding like, you know, one of my big things which we're talking about at the moment is personal branding. Mm. Like EAs don't, they say, I don't need personal branding. I'm, I'm not a rock star. I'm not a movie star. I'm not on social media. Just, <laughs> that word just. I know and I just go, hang on, that's not what it's about. You mm. know, what is your brand? You know, what is your skill set? What are you passionate about? What is your values? It, it's part of, you know, are you just wearing black and white in the boardroom at work and then you go home and you wear a bright pink dress? Why is that personality being left there and not being brought to the workplace? Mm. So for me it's that thing. And I think you are correct. Like the the one to two ratio I'm seeing in a lot of big corporates has been quite common um, but then now they're moving to the one to three ratio I, I do find that a hard slog for some mm. of these EAs um, and it isn't for everyone but some people think that's the way it's got to be but as an organization I challenge them are you getting your true worth out of that EA mm. because her capability to manage one to three in an eight to nine hour day are you getting you know, are you maximising that? Yeah, mm. it's a really – and it is hard and maybe they are trying to cut back but really you really don't need an EA. You need a business administrator or you need an office professional or you need a processor to process because you are, you are functionally processing actions or items to do in your day. You're not becoming the true business advisor to support the CEO. So if the CEO walks into a meeting, then you need to have the capacity to say, Bill's in the meeting, um, his wife just had an accident – um, Bob's in the meeting over there. His company's just about to go bust. There was an announcement on the ASX. How does an EA that's one to three know that information? When you're doing the one-on-one -on -one capacity, you are that true business advisor. Yeah, and when everything happens all at once, like you said, that, that presence of mind, I'm not saying EAs and PAs don't have this, but you imagine you've got 17 tabs open, you've got people coming at you with different requests and then you get this one fly in the ointment like an accident yeah. or um, a huge announcement from the ASX, you know. Yes. The level of stress that would go skyrocketing and the adrenaline and then how do you, how do you stay calm in that storm yeah. and still serve? Well, it's your intellect and it's your strategic approach to and it. And emotional intelligence, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think the point about having one to many just runs the risk of making that not work well and it runs the risk of um, not being able to provide the EA or uh, the, the space mm. to serve through a process like that. Mm. You know, when you've got, you've got someone in a meeting and then you've got something, some issue coming up and then you've got these other demands, the ability to prioritise when you are emotionally high, you know, mm, 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 logic is low, mm. then you're just creating a sustained level of stress mm, and that's mm. not healthy. It's not. And I think another key point is, you know, I visually saw, I reckon one in four EAs that I was connected with last year did burn out and yeah. did have stress. Mm. So I've been talking a lot about also one of my topics is how do we take time out as an EA? Mm. You know, how do we um, have that, you know, when we're working from 7 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock at night, how do we do it? And for me it's part of that whole mental health piece, it's part of the burnout piece, but also if we're not giving something back to ourselves, how are we being the best version of an EA that we can be? How are we being that mm. high-performing? And I talk about high-performing EA. It's a really hard one. And, you know, simple things like taking 20 minutes, going for a walk around the block or, you know, just getting that fresh air. It is. But it is. And, I mean, I know burnouts across all industries. It's not just exclusive to EAs. But an EA to be on top of her game 
needs to have that and how do we stop that and you know it is a combination of the true worth piece um, mm. and then you know the one to three ratio I I take my hat off to anyone that does that because mm. I certainly wouldn't do it and I want to put wouldn't put myself in the position because you just yeah and I've met quite a few recently who are one to three and I, I walk away from those conversations thinking I catch myself thinking wonder woman and then I think hang on a minute that's actually not fair and it's not right mm. and while I'm absolutely in awe of services tapping into mental health and there's mental health first aid training now and all the and you know we've got beyond blue and we've got the black dog institute and we've got lifeline and we've got all these services which are fantastic and we need to be using them in our own eap services inside our organizations but i step back from that and say i wish we never needed them in the first place yeah yeah what you know, they've come out of a need and unfortunately that need's not a great one, you know, not necessarily a positive one. And I agree with you that when we've got an understanding of our value and worth and we understand and have spent time creating a really good relationship with our leaders and who we serve and having the strength of conviction to believe that you are worthy of having a lunch break, Mm. that you are worthy of switching off Mm. and that you've negotiated that and you've, You've been clear because not only does it work for you, it works for the professional. Mm. I keep calling them a professional, but you know what I mean, yeah. the leader, because <laughs> yeah. EA is a professional as well. Yeah. Um, um, but it's about it's about spending a lot of time and probably more time than what you would normally think about and more time than what you're probably more comfortable with mm. actually making the fit work. Yeah. So when you get a new leader, yep. you know, investing time sitting down and saying, this is how I like to work, how do you like to yeah. work? This is what, yeah, getting to know them. And I do this with managers and middle managers and tell them, uh, I actually challenge them with a bit of a quiz about how well they know their staff. Yeah. And they are flabbergasted at how little they know their staff. And then they write, I don't comprehend that. Sorry. I just, and they, and they wonder, then they, the, the, the argument back at me is that, but that's just socializing and wasting time. And I will say, yes, mm-hmm. from a from a fly on the wall, it will look like you're having a good time and yep. having a chin wag yep. and having a good old chitty chat chat. Yep. However, the fundamental benefit to having a really solid good relationship with your people, with your expert, with the senior leader, yep. with the key players and the key personalities. Because you also need to engage them. It's just yes, not your CEO. You exactly. need to engage the executive team as well. Yeah, yeah. you need to know who's who in the zoo and which <laughs> monkeys play up. So, you know, um, knowing all that and taking that time is super critical to the success going forward. Yeah, And you and your, uh, your exec are then truly business partners in supporting each other to turn off, switch mm. off, disconnect. Because it's not just you deserves a life. They deserve a life too. I totally get And I think, you know, I, I, I've been saying a lot, another thing I've been saying a lot is you're in the driver's seat, take control. So, you know, we've just gone through the process where a lot of kids have gone back to school, starting mm. kindergarten or high school. And I've been amazed with these mothers that have missed out on the opportunity because their boss has got something on or whatever. And it's like, hang on, you're in driver's seat. You manage the diary. You need to make sure that his diary is managed so you can go and do, you know, the tears and the champagne and tissues or whatever they call <laughs> it for first day kindy or first day. You need to manage that. And it's like, you know, when something else is happening, like if you're if he's travelling on the weekend and you know you're going to have to tap in, you know, make sure that you're not standing in the middle of a rugby field and it's like oh, i really got to do this. You have to be visual. You have to take control mm. and drive that car and drive it firm with control but with passion and excitement. And the thing is, is that, 
your boss, I know it sounds taking control, that word, um, it's like I'm not that type of person, but you can take control in the right way. Mm. And when you do it, your CEO or your leader goes, wow, thanks for doing it. And initially they might find it strange because they're removing something that they were in control of. Mm. When they actually don't need to control it, you can do that. It's like a diary mm. management. Like, exactly. You know, I often hear EAs say, oh, I'm not managing their diary and I'm going, why not? And they said, oh, because they've always done it. But hang on, if you take the diary management away from them, what time does that free up them to be doing something else mm. that's more important than managing your diary. And, mm. you know, it's that it's that relationship, it's that communication and it's that taking control back. Yeah. Take it like it, it might, there's small steps required, but once you're in that driver's seat, you're holding tight, your, your road can be a bit windy and a bit bumpy sometimes, but it's that whole thing. And that will go back to the fit piece. Yes. It'll go back to the value proposition piece and your worth piece. Um, and then that executive or that CEO will go, you are truly worth that. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a fantastic example. When I'm working with people and I say and I say to them, can I have a look at your calendar? They freak out and it's empty. Really? Yeah, it's empty. And I don't like an empty calendar. Wow. Because I think an empty calendar means you have no control over what you're doing. Mm. You are open to anything and everyone taking control of your time. And the, the, the this is where it's counterintuitive. Because you think, oh, well, it's open, I can do anything, I'm open, I'm free, I can, I can be anybody's at any time yeah. and the opportunities are endless. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> I believe. You're not lunching, you're having coffee. <laughs> that's, that's right. And I, I believe that an absolute full calendar means you are in control, mm. which means whether it's yours or your execs, if you've got one hour logged off for thinking and strategizing and planning ahead, that's your hour to actually do thinking, strategizing and planning ahead. Mm, mm. And no one can book an appointment in there mm. and it's actually in the calendar. Now, and the other thing with that is as the EA or the or the exec is you don't delete the the return on investment appointments, the ones that actually give yes. you the high value, yes. they give you the best return and they're usually the thinking yes. and they're usually the strategizing and planning yes. times and they're usually the ones that get deleted first. And they're worth more, they're and worth they're, gold. They are worth gold, totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah. And anything that's to do with self-care, that's also first to be deleted. You never delete, Yes, you shift. Yes. It ne we can click and drag these days, people. Yes. Let's click and drag. <laughs> Let's never delete. Yes. And yes. and I think that's a critical thing. Um, a and it's point. even in my own business now, you know, I have that negotiation or non-negotiation, I should say, with my husband. We click and drag. We never delete. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I love that because uh, similar to my business, like Friday is my mental health day mm. um, and I can choose to do whatever I want. If I decide, decide to stay in my jammies and watch Netflix, I can do it. If I want to go have lunch with the girls, I can do it. If I want to go to my daughter's concert, I want to take – like it, it's so important and, and I think that's in, 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 you know, whether you're working for yourself or in your corporate, you need that. And if you don't do it, the burnout's going to happen. And and I think it's re with EAs I'm finding more and more is – we need to reunite that conversation. We actually need to retell that conversation sometimes because we do forget about it. Mm. We are constantly looking after this CEO to be the best version of themselves, to, you know, make the company money, to, you know, meet the stock price, all those kind of things, to make the board papers, whatever they've got to do. But we we do. And we have to continue to open the conversation, have the messaging. We can't stop it because if we stop it, that's when the silence happens and that's mm. when danger happens. I go, yeah. And we blow up in the wrong time, in the wrong yes. way and we end out with an egg on our face. And I think in a real practical way to help a, to help someone actually step up and start this conversation, look at your own calendar to start with Look at the and look at what you can look at for your execs mm. and actually start putting down some ideas. 
and then walk in and have the conversation. It's that proactive piece, yeah. yeah. Have a little bit of forethought and about what it is you'd like to see change and why. Mm. When we talk about the why, we get greater sense and a faster uh, sense of ownership and agreeance. When you, I mean, you know yourself, if you look at what someone's done and you go, what the hell were they thinking? You know, why <laughs> would they do that? It's because we don't know the why. Yes. If we knew the why, A, we probably could have advised them to do something differently yeah. or B, we'd go, go your hardest. Good on you. And when you have your why, your passion excels in your mannerisms, your face, the dress, like the way your attitude towards everything. Yeah. And and the why is a big thing. And we know as small business owners, we've got to have our why as one yes. of our first things. So. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. One more question before we leave. Have you ever been in an EA or a PA? Like, No, I've been in um, secretarial roles okay. from a committee perspective. Okay. That's as close as it's ever come. Okay. And I might, actually my job title was CEO, okay. but I was the CEO in that context, the secretary to the board. Okay. And so. Because um, your passion is amazing and I love it, you know, oh, as being an advocate in the space. I you know, love EAs at, and PAs. Yeah, and you educate them in the simplicity but in a simplicity that's like this is like, you know, gold. These are nuggets oh, of gold you're sharing yeah. with us, Sally. We love it. We love it. We love it. So. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> because I do see, I, to my, you know, I am an outsider looking in and I love helping EAs mm. and PAs. But my, my outsider perspective is that you are truly the, the central focal point of an organisation because you hold far more power than you realise. Yep. And when you do realise how much power you have, you have to be very careful with how mm-hmm. you use it. Yeah. You are um, – I hate gatekeeper. I can never stand no. the fact that you That's were ever called gatekeeper. <laughs> exactly. But I do think that you hold a position of influence and your brand about you – and this yep. is what you talk about, Michelle, and yep. I love what you do about this. Yep. I think your brand is absolutely critical for your success. Mm. You are an influencer and a powerhouse and no one should mess with you. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I also say is you're the CEO of your own business. Yes. So run it the way that you want to run it, not the way you're being told to run it. So. Yeah. Well – Great to have you again, Sally. And um, for any more information or to connect with Sally, jump across to LinkedIn and they can catch you there because you've got some great articles and, you know, you're easy to connect with and have a conversation. Thanks, Sally. Thanks, Michelle.